Hello and a very warm welcome to our podcast Taking Chances with me Anupama Bhalla and my co-host Sohila Joshi. In this series catch us in conversation with those who have dared to follow their dreams and succeeded. Our guest today is an artist who lets her art and her life flow spontaneously. Everything about her is unrestrained. It is a pleasure to meet Brinda Miller, a master of many mediums and forms. She is well recognized and well awarded in the world of art and deservedly so. She is presently the honorary chairperson of the Kala Ghoda Association and has been responsible for bringing art into public spaces. In this episode Brinda talks to us about her passion, style and ambition and her appreciation of what art galleries have done to promote the arts. She believes that you have to not just dare to dream but also follow it to its conclusion. We are happy to have her here with us today and speak to us about her life full of color. Uh great to have you with us here on the podcast Brinda. Thank you for making the time. Thank you so much for inviting me and it's a pleasure to be here. So we're going to hear a lot about art now which is something we all love. What made you go down this path you know was it something that your family and a lot of people in your family are involved in the world of art or were you naturally drawn to it did you have natural talent what put you on this path It is definitely there in my genes to be an artist but I didn't know when I did become one I was uh, maybe 7 years old you could say and it was only pointed out to me by my teacher in school who said oh you're so good at art and i didn't realized until then of course i was very fond of like all children are of drawing and painting but uh, yes i started doing very well in art and that's when i realized of course much later there were a lot of people in the family who said uh, they were you know cousins or grandparents or grandparents sisters or brothers who said oh you know we have some talent so obviously i got it from there somewhere and my parents were also very very aesthetically inclined towards you know we've always had good interiors we visited art galleries so there was that exposure as well and uh, that's the reason why i'm an artist and uh, i think it also has a lot to do with my uh, sensitive temperament maybe so here i am and i you know i've come a long way after that since i was 7 years old and uh, i never gave it up so i'm glad that i pursued it so uh, you know brinda we've met very often and sometimes even at your showings at tau you know that's where we really connected so are you sending out a specific message with your art you know artists tend to have a certain statement that you're making with it so do you have a specific statement and if you do what is that statement what is it that you're trying to tell us through that art so when i uh, started painting actually i'm a textile designer by uh, you know education i went to the jj school of arts and i studied textile design and then uh, i didn't enjoy it once i started working as a textile designer i had a job and then i gave it up and then i used to paint of course as a hobby artist and uh, when i started it was a extremely realistic kind of painting that i used to do maybe uh, you know sort of landscapes and gradually over the years those landscapes have become very very abstract and uh, i do have a little bit of my design background also because i i want to you know take the most of make the most of what i have whatever talent i have and uh, i have no regrets that i did textile design because i'm able to use it in my work regarding message i don't know if you know i really started off thinking about those things i just painted and uh, exhibited and in those days one never thought about these things it was just the success of having 
done so well commercially having been able to sell my work and a lot of people appreciating my work i never really had to you know these things about uh, what does your work mean things like that have started actually creeping in much later and that's when you know i really started thinking about it especially when along the way you meet people you meet other artists you kind of interact with them and then you start looking at your work from that point of view that it has to mean something and it has to though uh, as such it doesn't really mean anything for me it is something that uh, i feel you have to convey to the person who's going to have your painting buy your painting view your painting or even just look at your work and uh, say you know what does this mean and uh, there has to be some it's like a little conversation that you're having with the work of art i find that especially uh, when since i am surrounded by my own work i keep looking at it and i keep feeling that it's saying something to me all the time and uh, it's nice because there is a little bit of entertainment there it's a sort of interaction there and it's a kind of giving the feeling of uh, i'm surrounded by my friends and that's what i would like people to feel when they have when they possess one of my paintings when they want to buy one of my paintings or when i gift a painting or when they have when they see my work and every day it says something new that's what i want Right. Interesting. Very interesting. So, uh, you know, for all of us, when we are, you know, looking at a piece of art, it's extremely subjective. You know, what we feel when we see that piece of art. So, as an artist, how important it is for you to make the viewer or the person who's buying your painting really understand where this uh, painting has come from. You know, from which part of your thinking and process has it come from? How important it is. for you to tell that to the person who's really picking that piece of art or do you just leave it to their imagination and uh, you know let them ex- you know find something in it so i feel my painting should ha- have a very good first impact and uh, the reason for that is somebody should say wow immediately and uh, afterwards they can tell me that they don't understand it or they you know what does it mean they ask those questions that's fine and uh, i know that once they say oh really this is lovely i know that you know i've already made a connection with them the connect- the painting has made a connection with them and uh, i feel that maybe later on when they do get the painting for themselves quite often uh, you know it's about uh, not having to say much and yet having to make an impact on the person who's viewing the painting is i think the best thing that can happen and uh, often the interpretation comes from uh, i've seen that happen a lot this interpretation comes from the person who's viewing it or buying it and they say oh but you know i see this in it and i see that in it and uh, though i myself may see something else in it but i'm glad that they do see that in it because again it's like a narrative it's like a storytelling session where you know it doesn't end with just uh, looking at it once you keep on looking at it and you you're going to live with that work of art so for me that is more important that it gives a good first impression and i know that later on the painting will grow with a grow on you know the person even more as it does to me also sometimes you know my i have a work of art on my wall i see that they are just you know i'm looking at it and i, I keep changing it i have a few paintings which have gone on for years actually because i want to keep changing it and making it uh, you know tell me something more and more and more and give it now what with a lot of layers so that's the reason why i feel that you know i can keep changing the work of art 
and uh, making it more interesting yeah the other thing is that every artist you know has a distinctive style and uh, the thing is that does it develop early on like you started at 7 years so did it start then and, and does it come naturally or does it take time and effort so are you born with that or can you improve with time and does that style change over a period of time or this is your style and then you stay with it you know for years on there has to be a lot of evolvement in the work of art and of course uh, when you're 7 years old you don't know you don't know any techniques you don't know anything you just paint like an innocent kid and uh, yeah i think you're born with it there are a lot of people who are born with it but they do not able to uh, kind of realize that they are talented because nobody has encouraged them and uh, you know some people even start painting at 40 and 50 and 60 and they realize oh my god am i so good at least in their own eyes they th- they think they're really great and uh, they start enjoying it even much later so there is nothing like that there is no uh, time there is no window there is nothing of the sort it's just that if you catch it early and you realize it's like uh, i'm sure a lot of people don't know they're good at music the same way or that they're good at uh, dance or you know they realize it much later in life but yes there is a, a there is a, if you have the right kind of exposure from a young age then you definitely know that you know you're you're going to be good at it so uh, you know you're talking about this whole evolving and things evolve with time now you've worked with a lot of mediums as you know over the years you you paint their murals and all of that so lots of mediums lots of forms So what is it that you find the hardest or or an artist finds the hardest is the thinking process or it is once you have an idea to actually make it a concrete concept what do you find the most difficult in the whole process I don't find the thinking process very hard because I don't think frankly it's uh, one I'm one of those artists who does a lot instinctively I'm also one of those artists who does a lot of other things besides paint as uh, you know i do the arts festival i organize that and i organize uh, you know certain art events and i do a lot of all of this so i have very little time and i think that helps me a lot at least in my case there are a lot of artists who need to ponder and ponder over their work i'm one of those people who want to do you know get as much out of my time as possible so what i do is you know i paint spontaneously and instinctively the hard part is coming to an end when the artwork is coming to an end because i have this uh, habit of painting you know four or five paintings at a time and one of the reasons for that is that i get bored very easily so i need to you know kind of keep myself uh, feeling good and happy about it and uh, i find that four or five paintings are coming to an end all almost all together so there is a there is a time where i have to put them away and i have to again you know put them against the wall and not look at them for a while then i have to bring it out again and then that last 10% of the painting i always say that 90% of the painting takes 90% of the time the other 10% of my painting takes another 90% of my time so it's a it's a process where i really uh, i think it's a unique thing that it's maybe it's only for me i don't know other artists have different ways of working there are people who want to read up on you know the topic but uh, i think i'm just one of those who just wants to have a lot of fun working and i think i paint more for myself than for anybody else 
Right. You know, uh, just to follow up on that, I hear a lot of people say that once you're doing a painting, it's very difficult to figure out when to stop. You can keep adding layers, you can keep adding little dots and dashes. So do you have that problem? I find most people say they have that problem of when to I stop. I do have that problem. I have a big problem stopping. And a lot of people tell me that you should stop a little uh, before that, you know, you do because you do tend to overpaint. I said, that's my style. You know, that's how I am. And I, I mean, I, as I said, I want to do it for myself. So I only, I keep painting till I'm absolutely happy. And sometimes I even once it reaches the gallery, the art gallery, and I go and see it there. And I said, oh my God, I think I need to do something more to this work. So it, if I can help it, the painting never ends. I could go on and on and on. And uh, this has happened to me a lot um, where, you know, the painting is just there in my house, for example. And I've gone and I've changed everything again, you know, after three years or five years or seven years. And then I dated uh, 2006 and then I put a dash and then I put 2021 and I feel it's really over. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so... Uh, it's, I don't know if that's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but I think really there are no rules to whatever right. artists can do. Right. So uh, the process seems, uh, I mean, there seems to be a process uh, that every artist would have. So how difficult it is to transform a thought or a creation into a painting or into an art form? How difficult is, is it? Is it more time bound or it just comes and you'd like say that, is there a time deadline to, uh, you know, creativity and uh, also satisfaction, you know? I mean, is it possible to get, be 100% satisfied with that final piece of art? Have you reached there in some of your work? I've reached there uh, quite a few times. You know, there are many works which I see even now, which I really love my old works, some of my old works and uh, the work I have at home also, I think they are uh, with me. The works that I keep back from an exhibition is the, uh, they're always the best works. And I find that for some reason they don't sell also that quickly. And you think that that's the work that's going to sell first and it doesn't. And luckily for me, I take it back home and uh, just keep it because um, maybe, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I don't plan, but yeah, it, it just happens that way. And um, yeah, that's what it is, actually. So, uh, you know, Vrinda, you mentioned that you're very spontaneous with your art. So, you know, you're lucky you don't so-called get an artist block, if I may, you know, take the term out of writer's block, really. But what inspires you? Where do you get your ideas from? And, you know, uh, once you do get your ideas, uh, what's that whole process by which you actually make it concrete? Is it like a whole planning or... Is it like, okay, let's do a few steps and then see where it goes from here as long as my idea gets created? How do you work that process out? Uh, so a lot of, um, you know, artists do have painter's block, as you said, like writer's block. But, and I also have had it a lot uh, earlier in my earlier days. But now I think it's, oh, there's a sort of maybe a maturity in the way I think. And I realize that it's, sometimes it's an excuse also, you know. I think artists are a bit laid back in uh, because they, their time is their own. They don't need to follow any particular kind of, you know, uh, routine. And uh, even I don't follow any particular kind of routine. But at the same time, I work whenever I can. And uh, whatever time I have, I work, I paint. I don't necessarily uh, 
you know waste time uh, i feel that it's uh, you know there was a time where i would say oh i don't want to pay i mean no mood to paint today the weather is it's raining today the weather is so lovely and but i think you know we have to get around that and we have to work a little harder and uh, that's how i think i also am i've become prolific because for that reason i'm able to do a lot of work i'm able to uh, kind of pack in a lot of things every day but again it's not a, a hard and fast rule that you have to do what i do a lot of artists can do it the way they want to do it yes a lot of travel has stopped in these days when there is you know in these times of covid so travel inspires me a lot and uh, that's something that i really miss but i have started traveling now yes but there were other things that inspired me too so i used to work on smaller things or not such uh, large paintings the larger paintings are more inspired by my travels and any great artists who you you know you know uh, whose style you like or you emulate in your work or who inspire you in some way no i don't think i emulate any artist i think i really have a style of my own which is uh, i think every artist should aim for that but uh, at the same time yeah i do have a lot of i do love a lot of abstract artists like for example even uh, paul klee or even in india there's a guy tonde or there was a, or a rothko i think even uh, somebody like a meli gobai was quite inspired by rothko so those kind of works yes i definitely appreciate a lot doesn't mean i don't appreciate other art but i i love uh, looking at abstract art so in today's world digital and technology brinda has become really big i mean you know anu and i have had to reskill in our jobs that we do we needed to understand you know this whole new digital and tech world so do you uh, you know interact with digital and tech in your art uh, world i actually don't uh, interact too much with it because i think uh, my style of work is uh, not exactly uh, suitable for that medium maybe it, uh, more than not suitable maybe i i don't enjoy the digital uh, to use the digital i enjoy looking at it i enjoy actually appreciate the fact some artists digital artists they do some amazing work i appreciate every form of art in that sense but uh, beyond the uh, sort of digital printing my work or digitally you know kind of uh, enhancing my work in some ways i do a lot of digital printing of my works beyond that uh, no but i do want to when i have a little more time but again i will need help with that because again you know i think i'm slightly challenged in that department but uh, definitely i'm extremely appreciative of it and i have seen you know a lot of good digital art all over the world and uh, it is inspiring so i think there is some connection definitely the other thing is that you know artists can change the world i mean they can create a movement you know through the expressions and through the artwork that they put out so in that sense you all are really at the forefront of change so how important it is for your art for your work to comment on the current social and political uh, events that are happening around the world in our country in our community how important it is for an artist to take that on and to express through their piece of work so i don't really comment as such on uh, i don't make any political or social comments but uh, that does not mean that uh, the situation does not uh, kind of uh, control me or inspire my work or there is some connection to that in the sense that 
I mean, I my paintings have changed during this last uh, uh, one and a half years because uh, of the situation. I and uh, I've always worked in very uh, bright colors, and and one would imagine that you know because of the situation, it would change so much that I would start painting in the opposite way. You know. use maybe dull colors but no it will become much brighter <laughs> i oh. think it's a it's a sort of uh, wanting to feel happy that sort of thing so it's more like a feeling rather than a comment i would say it's more an ex- that kind of an expression i would say expression is the is the key word here and um, i feel uh, you know the kind of colors i use actually i think a lot of people in, like it also and they feel happy when they see my work i mean i live in a very happy kind of uh, with happy colors around me even my studio is a very happy happy i feel that you know you have to change something has to change if you are not happy with the way things are outside then you have to do something to change it and uh, of course i help a lot of people i mentor a lot of people so in that sense yes but there is no real comment or political or social from my work as such so uh brinda you know this is going to be something interesting we'd like to find out so you know a lot of us look at art and we think and we should buy it invest in it and so on depending on how you look at it uh but the art world doesn't have a rate card you know there are some artists that sell at very low price and there's some artists which sell at a very high price so what are the parameters that work in this art world to decide you know why a painting is priced so highly and why is it not you know something we tend to understand that it's very old or it's you know it was painted centuries ago but other than that what are the parameters that contribute to this cost i think it's it's a lot to do with the artists themselves and how they are promoted and how they are projected in terms of uh, you know how well known they are of course there was a time uh, where we would just price paintings randomly but over the years it's kind of become a bit like the stock market and uh, it's very unfortunate for somebody like me because i've seen uh, been around for so many years where i've seen that we never took all these things very seriously but yes now uh, artists price it according to square inch or square foot or whatever you know and uh, sometimes you feel maybe that's the right way because it's a sort of uh, you know sort of uniformity it gives a little uniformity to uh, the art uh, to the prices on the other hand you feel it's uh, it kind of you know you feel a little distance from it as an artist at least i feel that that uh, how can you do that but uh, one really doesn't know and there is a lot of uh, you know buying and selling that happened at some point when art was really booming and then of course there was a bit of a crash and then it plateaued and it never really got back to that kind of uh, those kind of prices but i think that's it was completely uh, a man made thing as such but uh, i'm speaking about indian art in this in this case but uh, yes there is a of course a demand for the uh, artists who are really famous so obviously their prices are higher it's like uh, you know you buying a diamond and you buying the best quality diamond so uh, or that's what you think or that's what how it's marketed i think it's a, it's a matter of uh, you know uh, a lot of collectors would think no let me collect young artist work maybe they'll become famous so they start picking up from uh, you know who artists who are upcoming i get a lot of these questions who are the upcoming artists this is not for me to say really because uh, i am an artist myself so i don't like to say that i don't like to comment on who is 
upcoming and who's not but um, that's how it goes i mean it's a bit like like i said it's a stock market thing so uh, people pick it up and say oh and you know i i actually cringe when people ask me is this is is your work going to uh, is the value going to go up after 5 years i said are you going to sell it don't i mean are you going to sell my work then don't buy it. just buy it because you like it don't you know think about those things and if you do sell it that's fine but don't think about the value and don't think about the price but then again it's uh, it's up to the person who sells the work buys the work and uh, of course there's a lot of marketing there's a lot of publicity there's a lot of pr nowadays all these things have become very very important i actually have one follow up question on that this uh, so brinda how important it is uh, for you to like the person who buys your painting because finally it's going to go into their home how important is that i think it's really important for me to like person who's going to buy the painting but what i find more important is that person should like me to buy my painting because uh, quite often i also buy paintings so i when i see the artist and sometimes you know i talk to the artist i feel like buying the painting and that's how i collected also a lot of art myself so it's more important the other way round it's all right uh, you know the person you don't if i don't like the person i'm selling the painting to but the person who's buying the painting from me should like so um you know when the my next question to you was going to be to ask you when you see a new artist what is it about him that makes you say he's going to make it big but after what you just said i'm not going to ask you that but just you know um, i'm curious because i've taken to painting i don't know if i've mentioned this to you but i've taken to painting over a year ago i've i'm vigorously doing watercolor painting really so uh you know not talking about new artists but talking about somebody who's starting out so is it like a game of being consistent and working across a long period of time that gets you somewhere and gets you noticed would that be one of you know the tracks to go by um yes i suppose in in a way yes but it's also uh it's a combination i'll tell you if suppose you want to sell your work right and if i was a buyer i would look at it this way i would uh, be looking at your work the, the work of course has to be good never mind if you cannot speak about it it is it is important that you be able to talk about your work it is important a little bit of being little articulate it's also important uh, to be liked by the person who's buying the like i said earlier it's very important then of course the main thing is the price the price also has to be right quite often you know i'm on both sides because i'm buying sometimes i buy paintings also and sometimes and most of course i sell paintings much more than i buy them but um, i can you know understand both points of view i can see both points i can see how that you know and sometimes i feel a lot of people who bargain and they bargain ruthlessly and they bargain in such a way that you know it's very extremely annoying and uh, i think one should not do too much of all that i mean a little bit yes i know that as an artist i get a good price because the person opposite understands you know what i'm going to what i that i like to buy this painting for some reason and uh, they want me to have it because i'm an artist and they know that i will appreciate it so it's a two way thing for us the price is important as i said and the person is important and of course the work has to be really nice so moving on uh, brinda we all know that there is so much talent in india 
I mean, whether you look at rural India, you look at the bustling metros, there is just so much talent of, uh, you know, art and artists. I mean, but why is it that only the few names, you know, make it big? Why is success, you know, so limited in that sense and fame so limited in this field? And therefore, what uh, what will it take to survive in the art world? Uh, so uh, it's like any other field. Uh, it's not just about being an artist and not, not being successful or being successful. You could be even a, a singer and not be successful. You could be a dancer and not be successful. You could be a actor. You know, I think those guys have more problem actually. They have much more trouble being that. At least, you know, the way I look at it, uh, being in an art field, a creative uh, art field, you can take up any kind of uh, creative job. It could be you know, as graphic designer or, you know, you could even teach or you could even teach art. Or So, I mean, it's not about everyone cannot be a success in everything. You could be, a, you know, you could be a banker and never make it. So I'm just saying that you could still be a clerk and you still end up being a clerk. You could be a pune and you'd end up being a pune at the end of your life. So it's about so there are only some people who will make it and some people who uh, will be very successful at it. And there will be different, of course, grades of that success. So I figure that uh, it's a combination again of uh, talent, of, uh, you know, ambition, a great amount of skill. It's also a bit of uh, your own PR. It's a bit of, you know, being articulate. So there are many, it's a combination of being able to do all those things and able to uh, do them well. I find that there are lots and lots of talented artists, but who cannot even, you know, explain anything about their work. So they kind of suffer in that sense. It requires a little bit of luck. It requires a little bit of, uh, you know, I mean, I, can, I don't see that somebody who's, uh, you know, living in the slums is going to come up very easily. It's going to be much harder for the person like that. If I went to art school, I have a better chance because then, you know, I start moving around in those art circles. So, like I said, it's a combination of many things. And uh, I think it's, a you know, you can really hit the jackpot. or you, But of course, talent is what will speak the most. So, right. That's what it is. So I'm curious, uh, Brinda, do art galleries or have the art galleries played a huge part in, you know, promoting artists a lot more than the earlier years? Because there's so many art galleries now. Are they big contributors in where it uh, takes artists? I think art galleries are, are yes, one of the biggest contributors because uh, they are the ones who do, you know, they promote the artists. They are the ones who take, you know, it's like uh, really backing the right horse. It's, you know, like winning the race if, uh, if you're the right, if you're a horse owner and you have the right horse, then you win the race. The same way the art galleries also, uh, some of them have, of course, the great and I to pick up the right artists to promote them well. It's a business. So, you know, it's and they take it very seriously. Some, Of course, there are a lot of galleries, which is not, not a bad thing because even then the smaller, lesser known artists get promoted. And, you know, there is a place, there should be a place for everyone, I feel. I mean, there should be people who will be able to sell works for 10,000 and 20,000 and 5,000 or whatever. And then there are the other galleries which, uh, you know, can sell in lakhs. So I think it really is a very, uh, it's a very good thing that there are so many art galleries. And, uh, you know, also in a way it educates uh, 
the common man if there are so many art galleries because there is really no good art college or there is no real good uh, there is no art appreciation courses i would say so if you go to gallery if you keep visiting all the galleries then you know you get a better understanding of art and that's very important because uh, you know i don't think our people have any idea of what is good art and not not good art and uh, you know everyone should invest in art in terms of have something in their homes i feel even if it is just a print or you know whatever they can afford i think it's a nice thing for people to then start understanding what art and culture is which i think we lack a lot of this in our country of oh. so what would your top 3 pieces of advice be to a student of arts you know who've taken up art who want to be successful what would your top 3 pieces of advice be to them so first i would say is dare to dream because uh, a lot of artists are not confident so i think just dare to dream and then follow your dream of course and uh, do your best to see to it that it comes true that dream because uh, you know i have been ambitious from the start like right from my childhood it was my dream to be an artist and uh, you know parents will say oh no no why take up art do your ba do your bcom that's what my parents used to tell me but then finally they understood that no no i want to uh pursue art and uh, be it design be it whatever be it fashion design be it textile design be it interior design be architect be an architect whatever it is that you want to do you know if you have that kind of talent then uh, i think you should really push i think it should, it should come from within to push yourself forward right but i agree you know i mean parents need to allow their children to you know flourish in this uh, you know in the arts and culture because we all just think of it in terms of you know but are you going to be able to make it is there money in this profession so you know i completely buy that uh, you know this pursuit of arts is extremely important and it starts from the family and you know bringing our kids to understand that they can you know be successful in it it's a great field to yeah. be in i agree completely So you know, Brinda, we've heard so much about you know what you've done and what inspires you, and you've been involved in so many things from the Kalagora Festival to your paintings to murals. You're a teacher. You know, you're so well awarded. So, what next for you as an artist? Is there any th- something specific you wish to do? So, I really don't. Again, I don't think about it. It's like my art, my life imitates my art, and my art imitates my life. I know that something will come up. something new will come up and i i enjoy that i enjoy doing something new all the time because i feel you know one has to keep evolving and one has to keep uh looking for things to do which are which are creative at the same time you know satisfying and again it's not about money i think i've reached that stage in life where i don't care about whether i'm going to become more famous or whether i'm going to become more rich or none of those things i don't give a damn about those things i just want to uh be happy doing what i'm doing i'm sure that something great will come up i think every once in a while something interesting comes up i think and i'll just wait for it to happen so any life template uh, brinda that you want to achieve in the long run which could be a personal one as well some place that you're you know moving towards with everything that you're doing personally and professionally or just like your art it's just as spontaneous and you let life take its course I think I'll just let life take its course. Uh, it's not as if I just want to retire. I never want to retire. Actually, 
and uh, at the same time i don't want to be more famous or more rich as i said but definitely i do want to keep trying and doing different things and uh, i think that's one way to keep one's mind uh, really uh, going you know i hope that can do something that uh, i want to travel actually a lot i want to travel i want to do a lot of that and uh, as such uh, when i when people talk about retirement and all i i say in some ways i i retired i've always been retired in some ways i'd say that uh, i'm always working i'm always busy so i in fact admire people who can uh, be housewives to tell you the truth i think it's the toughest job to be a housewife so hats off to people who say they're homemakers and i don't look down on things like that but at the same time i won't be one i'm just saying i mean i am one but i do so many other things i i in fact i'm never at home hardly ever at home i'm most of the time i'm in my studio or i'm in a meeting or i'm you know uh, or i'm traveling or i'm uh, you know kind of meeting people so i love meeting people and uh, i hope that i'll always be i'll always have good friends and people around me and uh, for someone like me who's never I, as a child i was extremely introverted i think things have changed i'm kind of enjoying uh, meeting new people it's been difficult during covid but i'm making uh, an effort to meet at least one or two new people every week that's something that i want to do a lot of that so at least well that's one thing soila you and i have in common <laughs> all gearing to travel and we hope covid <laughs> ends really fast and we can do that successfully as well yeah so thank you so much brinda it was great speaking with you and some good insights into art and uh, we look forward to uh, having more of your exhibitions soon and your murals as well thank, thank you, you so much, much. I really enjoyed talking to uh, you guys and uh, I didn't uh, think I would enjoy being on a podcast uh, I have been on a couple before but this one was really a lot of fun and uh, it it gives me the confidence to go on and speak more I want to tell all of you here that I'm always available for a lot of young kids who want my help and uh, i would love to mentor some of you please feel free to contact me bye we hope this podcast encourages you to follow your dreams listeners we will be back very soon with more chance takers till then have a good day and do like and share our podcast taking chances